subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network. This podcast is powered by the pros at Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas owned, Arkansas operated. GoPascal.com. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. I'm always high on the hogs, you guys. I'm high. Well, I'm not high right now, but my day is young. My odometer's way up there. I'm that 2018 that's already got 130,000 miles on it. The Razorbacks rush across the field to get that boot. Tommy, Chuck, and Ty, you guys are the gold standards of sports talk radio. He bleeds to Arkansas. Ty's got good hair. Chuck, good morning, man. Well, good morning. It would help if I turned the microphone up. <laughs> How are you guys? Good, man. Uh, so I counted Facebook, Twitter, and my text messages. I'm up to 37 asking the question, what's going on with Devo? And every <laughs> single one of them, That's I old. said, I don't know. Yeah. And I just said that. And then some would ask a, a follow-up question. Others would uh, just leave it be. Uh, but that has definitely been the, the main Arkansas story the last 48 hours or so, guys. Yeah, there's a lot of speculation. And when you have a one-sentence release, you're going to have speculation. And I think they knew that when they uh, when they released that, <clears throat> pardon me, right before the game on Saturday. Um, we're just going to have to see how this all plays out um, in, in, in terms of Devo. I'm... Um, you know, there are two games this week, and I have no idea what's going to happen. I won't even begin to speculate on what's going to happen. But um, we're just going to have to see what happens and whether or not this is it for him. I just don't know either. Yeah, and I think last year, again, if you remember the timeline of what happened in Maui, steps away, similar type of release. It might have been more than a sentence than it was uh, on Saturday. We got it 10 minutes before the game. Uh, didn't really get an update about Trevin Brazil until after the game from Eric Mossman. He said he wasn't close. Uh, but I get a sense, and I could be completely incorrect on this, but my sense is he played his final game in the pavilion this past week as an Arkansas Razorback. I don't think that he will come back like he did last year. And I could be completely wrong. Things could change. We could see him Monday or Wednesday night in Columbia. But that's just I, the feel I have currently for what's going on in regards to Devontae Davis. Well, I do think, though, and, I, and you may very well be right, but I do think we need to point out that that's just speculation. Correct, yeah. It's just a gut feeling, no facts, and, and I'm not knocking you for it. You may very well be right. I just think we need to be clear when we suggest what we think is going to happen. It's not because we've got any special inside information, just, just to put it exactly like that. I will say if he doesn't play again, it'll be really sad. Um, I, I would be really sad about that. And I think a lot of Razorback fans would be. Um, you know, I don't know what's going on right now, and I'm as disappointed by what's happened during this season as anyone. And, um, you know, when you lose and it's uh, continual, things like this tend to happen. But this is a guy that's an Arkansas kid. Um Great moments in that uniform. Not saying you cut him any extra slack because of that. I'm just saying that if this is it, um, it'll be a really sad deal. It'll be a really sad deal because this is a guy that uh, has lived the dream that a lot of kids in our state dream. And um, I hope there's a better ending. And I would say that he has been cut a little more stack because of the in-state status over the course of his three and a half or so years here in Fayetteville. And again, it could be four years. We'll see how the rest of the season plays out. Um, there have been some things that he has done on the basketball court that I would say he would get more pushback if he was the same Devontae Davis from Jacksonville, Texas or Jacksonville, Florida. But because he's from Jacksonville, Arkansas, I believe he has a, a quote-unquote – a wider like gap from fans to not get as angry with. Well, I think the fans give him a break, but now I don't Correct. think he's been cut extra slack from the coaching staff or his teammates. I don't believe that. That's true. I would, but I, but 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 I do think fans give him the benefit of the doubt. If this was a situation where he was not our Devo, so to speak, um, I'm sure that perhaps reaction might be different. And I think reaction right now from some is very harsh. Mm-hmm. From some, it's very understanding. 
But I think most people just don't really know what's going on. They want to give him the benefit of the doubt um, because, um, you know, by all accounts, he's a decent guy. Yeah. And I think that that's the reason people want to give him give him that benefit of the doubt. But here's the thing. We don't know. And, you know, when you, you know, there's a, there's a double-edged sword to this. Um, when you issue a release like that right before a game and it's only one sentence, um, it is self-explanatory. I mean, and you don't necessarily have to say anything else. It's the 48 hours, 72 hours later when you really get into the wild speculation. And I think that that's kind of what's going on. You know, everyone focused on the ball game for a little while Saturday. And then after the ball game, they focused on what they'd just seen. And then a lot of the conversation turned to Devo. And um, I've heard people be really harsh with him yeah. the last I, couple of days. I, I, you know, and again, we're, you know, we don't want to we don't want to barter in speculation this morning. We don't want to trade in that, but we can go to to Mus's lack of insight, lack of comment. He did not want to expound his his. You know, we got the audio. I mean, let's hear. Did Mike uh, give a, a release? Uh, just that he was. Yeah, no. that's that. I mean, okay. whatever Mike said. Thank you. Yep. I mean, is he is the door open for him to come back? I'm, I'm just going to stick with Mike's thing. I pr- I appreciate the job you got, and that's what it is. I mean, I understand there isn't much. Must wanted to say about it, but just the way he approached it doesn't leave me a lot of hope that Devo's coming back. Well, I think it should be pointed out that based on my you know my understanding, I don't I don't think they had I don't think they'd had a conversation. I mean, I don't think Must knew 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 what to say. You know, when the question was asked, you know, is there a way for him to come back? Well, until you sit down with somebody, you don't know the answer to that. And uh, I'm not sure they'd. I'm not sure they'd had any conversation. Well, and that brings up kind of the next point I wanted to dive into is Jay Billis on the television broadcast mentioned the term a wall that Debo, based on his read. And this is, I mean, if you listen to Jay, I don't think that's inaccurate. Yeah, if you we we spoke on Friday, we were talking about the voices, Kurt Herbstreit for college football. Billis might be the voice of college basketball. This is a, a lawyer. This is an intelligent guy. I know you're probably not the biggest fan because he's a dookie, but typically he doesn't just say things off the cuff just to generate interaction or boisterous comments. He does it because he does it based on his actual think. He's a cognitive thinker. So if I had to guess, <laughs> well, and he has, he, <laughs> I think you're, I, I think you're giving him way too way much, too much credit. credit. Well, okay. I he mean, he said a, he was AWOL. I, I don't, I don't, I don't think that's a, I, I, I don't think it's an out of bounds statement. I, I think, I think people are acting like he revealed the key to the Bible or something. I, I mean, he basically, he basically said he was AWOL. There's nothing inaccurate about that, nor is there anything revealing in that. Yeah. Well, the reason I, I think it's important that the term he used is because he, like you, gets a chance to see the players, see the coaches. And if I had to well, guess, there might have been some like confusion. Where's Devo? And he might have picked up on that. That's why he well, used that said term. I'm, That's I'm, I'm like, I think I think you're analyzing it way yeah. too much. I think he said he was a wall because that's what he was, and anyone with a com- you know with a lick of common sense probably knows that. Yeah, and, and you know, Billis had been around the program since I don't know. I would presume on Friday they yeah. arrived for for college game day. So he you know he he'd had some access, probably some zooms and some other things leading up to that. I don't know, but yeah, I mean that's a that's a you know, you don't have to do much more than fog a mirror to figure out, hey, Devo ain't here, and we need to know why. And there's there's not a good answer. There, again, the reason I say that is because at some points, I think last year there was a better understanding of what was going on. I get a sense this year it's different. Now, we as fans... But i got to stop you right there. What do you think was going on last year? We you don't said know. There was a ba- well, that's what that's- I'm saying. We didn't know then. We don't know now. It was wild speculation then. It's wild speculation now. We never got a full detailed, ex, like you said, explanation of what. And you're not going to get one now. Yeah, and I just, I and like you said, speculation on my part. I feel like this is it. May, it may be something similar to what. I just feel like this one's going to be different in how it plays out this year. As I kind of spoke to earlier, that I don't think he's going to end up coming back with the team. And like you said, I don't think Eric Musman. In his, in his, like he referred to the statement, I don't think they've had a conversation to this point. And maybe that changes come Wednesday or come Saturday, but that's just kind of where you're sitting right now. 
I think we need to be careful when we say, I don't think, or I think. Um, We're all guessing. You're going to say, what you really should say, what we all should really say is, I'm going to guess, because that's what we're doing. We're guessing. You know, when you think something, it means you've gotten information and you've derived at a conclusion, or or, or you've arrived at a conclusion. Um, I don't think anything about it, because I don't know enough about it to draw a conclusion. Um, anything that I would say, anything that most would say is merely a guess, but I don't think what Jay Billis said was out of bounds. And, and I mean, when a guy's not at the game and they issue a release like that, that he stepped away, I mean, I don't think very frankly, um, you know, the reaction of many coaches before the you know, before a big game would have been, yeah. Well, why don't you take a couple of days to get your head together? I, I don't, I don't, I don't think that's the general reaction that you're going to get. So I don't, I don't think it was. I mean, again, I think we're reading too much into it. Yeah. Well, tonight Eric Musman live is back at Sassy's. Now I'm going to guess Devo won't be the player guest that will be on the show, but it will be tonight at Sassy's on Steamboat, just off the Weddington exit. You can stop in for. The award-winning smoked wings, the tender brisket, the baby back ribs. You can enjoy the Coach's Show live with Chuck and Coach tonight. And, uh, again, if you need razor packs or anything for your next watch party or gathering, or maybe you're already thinking about the Super Bowl and who you're having over for that, go to sassysbarbecue.com to order those. Hey, when it comes to barbecue, catfish, burgers, and more, nobody does it better than Sassy's. Eat, drink, and be sassy. Eric Mussman live tonight at 7 o'clock. So, in regards to the game itself, Eric Mussman felt like that this was the most connected his team's played in quite some time. It was the most connected our team has been all season. Just a lot of things over the last three days, however many hours that is, we tried to really control tempo, tried to really run some of our sets that we ran at Nevada that we hadn't run much here just to control tempo. Chuck, that was the the second lowest scoring total for Kentucky all season long, and they had again an abysmal start. Which I was listening to Cal in the post game talk about them going um, offensively. Still wasn't a great performance for Arkansas, but I know they played good defense against Duke and Purdue. But I think that he might have superseded from that level of standpoint that that was the best defense they've maybe played all year. Well, I don't know. I don't know if it was the best or not. Uh, they lost, and uh, they got better in some respects, or they played better in some respects. Um, you know, Kentucky, they averaged right at 90 a game. I think they scored 62 and 63 last week. So they found ways, at least to get, or found a way, at least against Arkansas, to win an ugly game. You don't win many games when you start out one for 18. But. Um, Arkansas wasn't shooting all that much better anyway. I, I don't. I don't think it was a bad defensive game at all. Um, I don't. Uh, um, I think the question's going to be now. Um, can because I do think they were better Saturday. Is can they be better in Columbia on Wednesday night? Can they be better in Baton Rouge on Saturday? Because look, anybody can get excited to play Kentucky. I mean, if you mm-hmm. can't get excited to play Kentucky, then you're in the wrong business. So I know there was extra emotion for that game. And a lot of times emotion, pick your sport. Um, A lot of times your emotion uh, is shown on the defensive side. So let's see what happens this week. Let's see if they can go win a ball game. Yeah. Uh, Because that's the bottom line. I thought Makai Mitchell and the way he played, the 13 rebounds, you've been talking about having some some beef inside and a presence. Guys, I mean, I thought it was the best game he's played in a long time. Might have been his best game yeah. as a Razorback. Uh, might have been his best game. And, you know, Makai's really struggled lately. So it kind of came out of nowhere. And for him to uh, for him to play that way, you could tell he was ready to go. Again, um, you got to be able to carry this over now. They played with emotion. They were more connected Saturday. There's no doubt um, on the defensive end. And at times on the offensive end. But, you know, we're going to have to see number one. Is Devo back? Number two is Brazil back. Um, we don't know the answers to either one of those questions. That's forty percent of what's been your, you know, every night starting lineup. Those have been two starters you could always pencil in. So, um, you know, the reality of playing without one or two, or maybe both of those guys, you know, I don't know what their status is going to be. But if they can't play, there's that reality that you know the emotion's gone. 
You know, Kentucky game's over. You're on the road now. You don't have a full house. Game day's not there. You got to find a way to to do it again. Mm -hmm. And And we'll see if they can. And Missouri's down near the bottom of the standings, just like the Razorbacks, but they have been playing their opponents really tough and uh, did so again Saturday. So, I mean, the idea that, hey, they don't have any wins and you got one, this is not going to be easy, but I want to say must win because the season is what it is. But it feels like if you're going to capture a few wins and salvage the most out of what's left, a win on the road at Columbia, Missouri, seems like uh, one you need to be circling up. Well, it's a, yeah, it's a game you need to win. That's for sure. I mean, um, you know, you're going to play them twice. And at some point, if you're going to climb in the standings, at some point, you're going to have to win away from home. It does seem like, based on what we've seen so far, that – you know this. Uh, um, <clears throat> this is an opportunity to go do that. But yeah, Mizzou's zero and seven, but Arkansas is one and six. Yeah. So it's not like uh, and and save for you know Tremont Marks jumper, they'd be zero and seven too. So you know it's not like anyone goes into this game with a decided advantage over the other. But I'm sure both sides look at it and think you know we can win this ball game. Well, Arkansas played a from a height standpoint a pretty impro- imposing front court this Saturday, and yet oh, yes, out- they did. Yeah, I mean you, you, they just kept cycling in guys that were right around seven feet. Chuck, I know Big Z didn't play a lot of minutes, but uh, that's a talented front court and probably the best shooting team Cal's ever had, to be perfectly honest. And yet you out rebounded him by five. And you mentioned Tommy Mackay Mitchell's play. It wasn't just Mackay. I mean that was one of the. I know that the the point totals from Jalen Graham and Chandler Lawson weren't like blowing off the page but if you look at the front court comparison between the two and i know that what was it stewart the one that knocked down three threes whatever that kid's name is but uh, arkansas really won that battle the front court it's their guards unfortunately that let them down in this game well i mean uh in terms of letting them down you, what are you talking about rebounding well, no, just um, the overall play. I mean, you look at how Arkansas's front court played versus Kentucky's front oh. court, and then how Kentucky's guards between Reeves and Shepherds against Arkansas's guards. There's there's no comparison. I mean, the, you compare the two. That's where it let them down. Rebounding. I know LLS ended up, I think, with five rebounds in that game. They weren't getting killed on the glass at the guard position, but uh, yeah, that was a that was a definite definite issue when it came to just turnovers and really the overall aspects of guard play. Well, I think you're talking about point guard play, and I'd agree with that. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know about the off guard spot. I, th- I think point guard play hurt Arkansas. Uh, you know, they had five turnovers from one guy in that spot, maybe three from another. So, um, you know, those are um, you know those are high turnover to- uh, totals right there from that position. So, I think that particular position probably down the stretch was not what it needed to be. Yeah, here's Moss about that pretty straightforward and blunt. But the turnovers, I mean, we need better point guard play straight up. And L. Ellis, I think, again, for him, um, I thought he played defensively. He was all over the court. Um, That's one of the better defensive games I've seen. He was coming off screens, battling pick and rolls. I thought he did a good job there uh, for the most part. But Just with their lack of offense and with him being a high turnover guy, I know Minifield did not play in this game. Uh, You did have Lane Blocker that was plus seven, the plus minus. Um, I'm not going to be surprised on Wednesday night if if L. Ellis is not in the starting lineup and they roll out with Minifield or Blocker. I know that, again, he's trying to shorten the rotation and whatnot. I just don't know if you're getting enough boost at that position to justify keeping L. Ellis there if the offense is not clicking at this point. Well, I don't know what they're going to do at that spot because they've gone back and forth there more than once this year. Um, I do know this. I'm not going to trash the guys that played because a lot of them played extended minutes. And I know L did some things toward the end maybe that, you know, weren't in the best interest of winning the game, you know, some of the plays that were made. But those guys were there. They wanted to play. And most of them played almost 40 minutes. And um, I'm not going to throw guys under the bus for the way they played Saturday. I'm just not going to do it. Yes, there were areas where Arkansas could have been better. Point guard was one of them. You know, Al Ellis's name's been mentioned a lot. He didn't corner the market on screwing up Saturday. And he's not cornered the market on screwing up this year. And um, I'm not going to knock the guys that played. Um, they, they, um, 
I thought they put forth maximum effort on Saturday. You can say whatever you want to about mm-hmm. the way they played, but I don't think anybody can knock the effort. Yeah, I must mention that several times. But you could tell down the stretch they were getting tired. They were getting slow into their offensive sets defensively. I thought they exerted so much energy on that side of the court that a lot of times offensively they just didn't have a lot of gas at that point. Yeah, I mean, look, we can break this down a hundred ways to Sunday. But, um, you know, um, Devo didn't play. Brazil didn't play. The guys that did play did the best they could. Some of them played too long. They played Kentucky's butt off. They didn't win, and now they got to go to Missouri. I, I don't – I don't. Um, uh, you know, we're just going to have to see how this plays out this week. But I, I'm um, – you know – Hey, we've we, we've sliced and diced it a lot over the last twenty five minutes. I, I don't I don't I don't know what else I can say about it really. Well, we got a Super Bowl set, guys. You got the Forty ers who won over the Lions last night. You've got the Chiefs who uh, went on the road, got another road victory. Uh, Chuck, what do you think about uh, this Super Bowl matchup we got in two weeks? Well, I um, I think you got to tip your cap to Patrick Mahomes. That's for sure. Um, you know, the guy just keeps winning. He just keeps winning. And uh, he was the better quarterback in that game. Lamar was the more athletic, but Mahomes was the better quarterback. And um, I wouldn't bet against him. I, you know, I, I, I certainly wouldn't. Um, I sure do think Dan Campbell should have kicked that field goal. Um, you know, in-game decisions are really, really important. Um, I cringe when I hear people say after games, well, so-and-so got out coached. Uh, you don't know what happened during the week. But when situations like that arise, everybody understands. And, man, when you hadn't scored a point in the second half, you need to kick a field goal right there. Yeah, they're down at one point, uh, San Francisco 17, and, and came roaring back. I will say this, that he stuck to his guns. I mean, I think Detroit Lions fans would have criticized him if they had lost and he didn't go for fourth because he's done that all year. Playoffs and regular season are different, man. But in that situation, as a program and a franchise that has not had any success as of late, you go for the throat. And I disagree. I, I, I disagree. No, because you look at it from the perspective of Lions fans that they want again. They feel like they go all in, and I realize you're being up, but well, they're all out Kyle, right now. I, I realize that Kyle Shanahan was heavily criticized years ago for them being up twenty-eight to three and not being aggressive enough as the Atlanta Falcons head coach. Many coaches over the years have been criticized for not going forward in certain situations when they have a chance to completely ice the game. And I realize they're down three at that point. And I know that, again, hindsight's twenty twenty. But in that situation, the way that the Detroit Lions had played all season longs had no issue with them doing that because that's the character of their team. That's what they've done all year. If you lose that way, you lose that way to a better team, which is exactly what happened. The Arlington Resort Hotel and Spa in downtown Hot Springs, Arkansas is the perfect destination for your next getaway. Join them for a romantic Valentine's Day getaway with a special dinner or romance package. Or if you're coming to town for live racing, they've got room for you every weekend, including Martin Luther King Day weekend and President's Day weekend. Experience all the luxury and hospitality of a Grand Southern Hotel. The accommodations are sure to please everyone. Visit ArlingtonHotel.com for more details. That's ArlingtonHotel.com. Call or text the McClarty Daniel Hotline at 877-377-6963. McClarty Daniel, a vehicle for every lifestyle. When you're looking for a new car, you want to shop for a vehicle you love with an organization you trust. You've probably heard that McClarty Daniel means making deals, but what I'm inspired by the most is that McClarty Daniel means making a difference in our community. When you buy a vehicle with McClarty Daniel, you reinvest right here in the community, in our schools, in our little leagues, in our food banks, and our people. So you're not just making a purchase, you're making a difference too. Come see us at any of our six locations in Northwest Arkansas. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE. That's B L E A V your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. 
You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. So you mentioned not being a 49ers fan. Guys, I am cheering for the 49ers in the Super Bowl, and I'm a Packers fan, so I don't know if it's the same level of hatred for the 49ers as Cowboy fans have, but I'm definitely going for them at this point because I don't want to have to listen to this anymore. Like I've been saying, we ain't done yet. You got to fight for your right to party! That is Patrick Mahomes, who is about as a dude as it gets, and then Travis Kelsey, the Hall of Famer. That's had his best games, unfortunately, in the playoffs for Bills fans and Ravens fans. I mean, what he's done, people were wondering, had the Taylor Swift effect, is that hurting him? Uh, Is he on his way out? And yet, when we're talking about Patrick Mahomes at this point, guys, the Hall of Fame tied in, has had his two best games in the season, uh, on the road in Buffalo and against the best defense in football. But now I have to sit here the next two weeks and hear about Taylor Swift, hear about the greatest franchise of the National Football League in the last decade, and it's just going to be straight annoyance for the next two weeks until we get to the Super Bowl in Vegas. Why do people get so bent out of shape about Taylor Swift? Because it's a conspiracy, Chuck. They're shoving it down our throats. Tommy, I don't, I don't, <laughs> a conspiracy. I don't know if you heard the stat earlier, but Apex Marketing uh, told Front Office Sports that. Taylor Swift generated $331 million to the National Football League this year. Well, so when you have Roger Goodell hugging... cash. Yeah, but in revenue. When you have Roger Goodell hugging Chris Jones and uh, you have other fans, like Ravens fans, Bills fans, and others saying, well, the NFL wanted this to happen. There's kind of justification for it. Like, I don't... I, I, like, there's not justification million. for oh, it. Sure it makes for is. good conversation, but it's not it's, justifiable in terms of an actual conspiracy. Boys, boys, this is a TV show. The NFL's a TV show. I mean, at the end of the day, she makes the TV show more entertaining. She brings Guys, my wife the to Chiefs the party. earned their way into the Super Bowl. They did. She has nothing to they do did. with it. That was exactly right. Their defense, Bagnola. But they, the Taylor Swift part's a TV show. That's part of the TV show. Part of the, the do that it has nothing to do with what's going does on. Travis between get the lines. out on one knee after the Super Bowl after they win. <laughs> oh, my wife, it, it would just she she would. I I can't explain the joy it would bring Laura Kraft if that happened. It cannot helped. even begin to describe the level of uh, excitement that would bring to my house. CJT text in here on the McCarty Daniel Hotline saying the script's already in that oh. the Chiefs win and the confetti's falling and, and Travis gets down on one knee. This is not the WWE. It's a Hallmark movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a Hallmark movie. I, I just, and I, I went on a rant last Friday talking about the bandwagon Chiefs fans, which there are many of them, and I don't, I don't begrudge your wife. I'm just going to hate on the men here that have jun- uh, suddenly jumped on board. I don't, I'm not going to hate on the young ladies I'm not out there. Get on your wife. Yeah. I'm not going to rip your wife. I'm not going to rip Laura. Like I'm just going to rip the men <laughs> that have been bandwagon Chiefs fans. Yeah, that well, have go ahead and see if it turns out any better for you than it has for <laughs> yeah, me for yeah. 20 years. And jump on board. But uh, it hadn't worked for me real well, Ty. <laughs> from yeah, that's probably that's <laughs> easier said than done. Yeah. But from a from an entertainment standpoint, this is going to be potentially one of the highest rated Super Bowls that we've ever had. I don't, I don't know what the number one is, but we're set for yet again, the second year quarterback versus one of the best quarterbacks who's already, again, you can declare that Patrick Mahomes is one of the best quarterbacks of all time. It's his fourth Super Bowl in five years. Now I'm not going to jump on the, he's going to be better than Tom Brady trained just yet. That's kind of your hot take this morning, Tommy, but this is going to be a great game. What I hate about this, Chuck, and I told this to Tommy in hour one, is I hate the Pro Bowl. I hate the weekend. I, he made a valid point. You want guys healthy. You want guys to get uninjured so they can play in this game. But this Pro Bowl weekend that we had is the dumbest thing in sports. We want football within a week of each other. We don't want to have to wait another week. We don't care about the buildup. We're fans. We want it now. And it's a waste of a week, to be perfectly honest. Play the game in Vegas this week. Screw the Pro Bowl. End it. Start it next year. No one cares about the Pro Bowl games or any of the festivities oh, that go that. down there. But it's been a two-week world. Chuck, I can't remember other than when we, maybe 9-11 or, or a few other, you know, where, where something has happened. It's It's been two weeks as long as I can remember. Yeah, it's been two weeks my whole life. You know, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, I I don't I don't like the Pro Bowl either. They used to do the when, Pro Bowl after the Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah. Well, it used to be a real football game, yeah. too. You go to Hawaii and, and all that. You guys don't remember. I can remember when 
the college all-stars would play the Super Bowl champion in an exhibition game in, like, August. You would have a college all-star team, because Arkansas had some guys in the late 60s that would play on this team, and they would take on the Super Bowl champions in a preseason game uh, the following uh, following summer. That's uh, I think that went away probably about, well, over 50 years ago. But I remember that as a little kid. I didn't know that, I didn't know that existed either. To be honest, learn something. Uh, I, I, I can't imagine that game would have been competitive. Oh, I think, you know, it was an exhibition game. It's kind of like in Major League Baseball, college teams will play big league teams. Every once in a while, a college team will win. Um, it's not like those pro guys were going out there and, you know, it wasn't like it was a game where there was a lot of, you know, emotion and we got to show these college guys. Or I mean, it was an exhibition game, I yeah. guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Well, in getting preparation for the Pro Bowl, or excuse me, the Super Bowl, uh, Truly is coming out with a new Buffalo Wing Hard Seltzer. Would you guys even entertain that? Hey. It comes out today. Would you guys even entertain no. the idea of drinking a Buffalo Wing Seltzer? Not a big seltzer guy to begin with. hadn't hadn't had one, but Buffalo Buffalo chips are good, like Buffalo wing flavored chips. Okay, but I, I can't imagine a liquid flavored wings. No, I'm, that I'm out. Mean, I'm You're out. You're out. Yeah, I, me the real thing. I don't get this seltzer. Now I'm of the generation. There was no seltzer when I was growing up. I mean, there was heavy beer and light beer. Yeah. I mean, that's basically what there was. I I, I have to admit, the first Bun time heavy. I tried it, I'm I'm yeah. like. Uh, it's like drinking Alka-Seltzer with a little bit of flavoring in there. I mean, why would anybody do that? Yeah. Soda water, something But that's just like, me. But, that's just me. But yeah. Ty does. Ty loves that stuff on the weekend. I know he does. Yeah. Kids love it. Hey, uh, Arkansas-Kentucky, six-point game. I, I, I think the outcome exceeded most people's expectations. I think most expected Arkansas to just get run out of their own arena. Didn't happen that way. But Arkansas, at the end of the day, loses the game, Chuck. They'll go to Missouri uh, at one and six in conference play. Yeah, I mean, to me, what happens this week is um, the really important stuff. And I knew they'd play with emotion against Kentucky. I was not surprised by that. If you can't get up to play Kentucky and you're a college basketball player, then it's probably, you know, the game's not for you. I'll just put it that way. So I wasn't surprised by that. Um, But now you've got to, you know, you've got to play with that kind of effort every time out if you're going to win some games. And let's see if they can take that effort with them to Columbia this week. And then on to Baton Rouge on Saturday. This is at no point going to be a well-oiled machine. They're going to have to play with emotion and grit every game to even have a chance to win. I thought they played with that Saturday. It was not pretty. There's nothing aesthetically pleasing about Saturday's game. Uh, But I thought they played with a lot of effort and thought they played with a lot of energy. And that's going to be required from here on out, regardless of who is on the floor. Yep, here's what Musk said about that. Have not been happy with the effort over the course of the last couple of weeks. Tonight, I, I mean, I got to go in that locker room and, and tell them we got to get ready for Missouri, and I can't fault their effort. We're not a good offensive team. I mean, that's all you got to do is watch the game. We struggle at taking care of the ball. But because of effort and defense tonight, we were in the game. And there's been a lot of games we haven't had a lead at all. So I, I don't fault the connectivity that the team had, and I do not fault their effort one bit tonight. So listen to this stat from Hogstats. The 24 first half points by Kentucky were the fewest the Wildcats have had in the series with the Razorbacks ever. 97 halves of basketball. Ever. Yeah, it was, 24. Uh, it was an impressive half from a defensive standpoint. It helped that Kentucky couldn't throw in the ocean. Yeah, I mean, they started one of 18. But I will say Arkansas contested every shot. Yeah. They contested it, every shot early on. This game reminded me a lot of last year's Alabama game where a good chunk of Arkansas's game, they were playing great defense, and then Brandon Miller got off those two threes late. I think Clowney hit one. I mean, you look at, I know Kentucky went 7 of 11 in the second half from three-point line, but some of those were contested or some of those, they were just pick-and-roll situation where they left the four-man open. I mean, a lot of Arkansas's defense, they were getting contested and were getting up, and Kentucky just hit some some tough shots. They made as, as difficult on them as any team has this season, which you're hoping, like kind of like you're saying, it's Kentucky, it's game day, it's a ranked opponent. You got to get it. You always get it's easy to get up for that. If they can take that same defensive mentality into Wednesday night in Columbia, 
that's going to be curious yeah. for me if they're able, which I don't know if they're going to be able to pull that off, but something like-minded or yeah. similar. Well, playing Kentucky is like playing Alabama in football. You you know, it's not it's not hard to, to find the emotion for that one. But, you know, Chuck, the, th- the other thing everyone's asking about, talking about this morning is Devo. I, I don't know if we got any answers, but that's the conversation is, hey, what's going on with Devo and will he be back or have we seen the last of uh, the Jacksonville native? I hope it's not the last, but I don't know. I mean, I, I just, uh, I don't know what to think about it. Um, you know, the release kind of spoke for itself, and it was brief and to the point and left a lot of questions, um, frankly. But uh, that is what happens in situations like this. Regardless of what you say, uh, you're going to have questions. I hope it's not the end for him. I'll just put it like that. I think that... Um, uh, putting that uniform on has meant something to him. I think he's played for our state. I'm not saying he's perfect. Um, he's not. And if he's decided on his own to just step away right here and, and uh, um, he just made that decision himself, um, I wish he'd done something differently, you know, frankly, in, 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 in terms of his decision-making. But he's a kid. He's a young person, and young people do stupid things sometimes myself included. So uh, I'm not going to cast him out for that. That's a long way of saying I think that it would be sad. It would just be sad all the way around if um, he doesn't play again. I hope he does. Now, on the flip side of that is Eric Musselman's got to maintain some sort of control over his basketball team. And how many times do you let a guy step away and then come back? I mean, I don't know the answer to that question. All those, uh, all those things are out there. And Maybe we'll find out this week. Maybe we won't. I guess we'll, you know, we'll have a good idea Wednesday night if he's, uh, if he's on the floor. And um, we'll see if Brazil is able to come back from that knee, too. Hey, sports fans, don't let plumbing issues throw you off your game. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric is here to tackle those pesky drain blockages and ensure your water heater is always in MVP form. With Pascal's world-class service, you can count on a winning play every time. Whether it's a quick drain clear or a water heater touchdown, Pascal's got the expertise to keep your home running smoothly. Stay in the game and leave the plumbing to the pros. Schedule your service online anytime at gopascal.com. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. We didn't get much of an update on Devo Davis in the press conference from Eric Musman. We did get a little more insight on Trevin Brazil, and apparently he wasn't close to playing on Saturday. Uh, he was not close tonight. Yeah. Is there a chance for maybe next game possibly? Or? And I don't mean to be a smart aleck when I say I'm not a doctor, but he did not do anything practice-wise. I will tell you that. So when he comes back, I don't know. Knee soreness. I mean, I doubt you're going to wake up. Tomorrow's what? Sunday? I doubt you're going to wake up Sunday or Monday if you were unable to practice and unable to give it a try tonight. You know, I mean, the good thing is our bigs did play, you know, I thought they, I thought those three guys played really well. So hopefully they can carry some confidence and momentum into the next game. I know you mentioned at some point last week that he probably really wants to play Missouri based on how their fans act towards him leaving Columbia. Uh, but don't know based on those comments if he'll get a chance to. Well, wanting to and being able to are mm-hmm. two different things. And, uh, you know, Arkansas needs him in there, and they need him to get eight or ten rebounds a game, and they 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 need him to start putting up some points. So, I mean, he, he was someone you were counting on the beginning of the year, and from the standpoint of his health and and his and what he's been able to give you, he just hadn't been able to to produce the way you needed to this year. I think it's really important right now that he play the guys that really want to play. Um, I think we saw some guys Saturday that still want to play. Uh, this is, as I said earlier, it's not going to be a well-oiled machine offensively. I wish it was, and there were points early on where I thought it might be, but I don't think that's going to happen. For them to win, it's going to have to be with um, defense and grit, loose balls, getting to the foul line a bunch of times, maybe getting a break or two, you know, maybe getting a break or two along the way. Um, you know, they've not gotten many of those, and when you lose, it doesn't seem like you get any. But I think it's important right now for the uh, for them to continue the, with the effort that we saw on Saturday. If they play defense the rest of the season the way they did Saturday, they'll win some games. I'm not saying they're going to turn this thing around and we're headed back to the Sweet 16. I'm not saying that. But I think if they can play with that kind of energy defensively, they can win some games and maybe make a little run. 
Arkansas women's basketball played some defense this weekend as they beat defeated Missouri 67-58. to Kind of cool thing in Columbia that uh, Salem Poffenbarger's mom was getting honored at an alumni night, and she hit eight three-pointers. In the same one, uh, one short of the school record, yeah, which yeah, was pretty tied cool. school record. Twenty four points. They beat Missouri eleven straight times. Couple baseball scrimmages this weekend. Apparently, Kendall Diggs went yard twice on Friday. And I know, Chuck, uh, baseball season just around the corner as we're coming down to the end of January to February. I think they, they got one more scrimmage today. I don't know if the, the time has been announced just yet, but we kind of got our first glimpse this week glimpse this weekend uh, of this baseball team. I was reading a few scrimmage reports on, on whole hog sports and whatnot, but I know some Arkansas baseball fans are already just kind of hitching their, hitching their wagon this team based on the, the preseason accolades. Well, they're always ranked, it seems, uh, pretty high, and there's always great anticipation, and this year's no exception. You know, the thing about when they come back in January, I mean, you're, uh, you know, you're, you're pretty close to the start of the season at that point. The bulk of your preseason work really happens, I guess, in the fall. And, I mean, they get right after it in terms of scrimmaging and inter-squads, and um, I don't know, you know, I don't know, I've not been around it over the last decade, so I'm not sure how he's going to work it in terms of the closer they get to the start of the season, how much they, you know, scrimmage and how how much situational stuff they do. I don't know, but I know in baseball when you get back and um, you start practice in January, I mean, there's there's live scrimmages right away because the season's right around the corner. Uh, one of those guys again with those preseason accolades is Hagen Smith, who D1 baseball named their preseason SEC pitcher of the year. I know people are really excited to see how he looks in his junior season. Something else. Waited two hours to do this. Chuck, happy birthday, my man. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. I uh, don't know what else to say except thank you. <laughs> Just thank you. <laughs> any, uh, any, any it's a real accomplishment to get around yeah, here. Hey, you know, people, every, with every birthday, I have somebody loses money. His money changes hands. People didn't think I'd make it that far. Well, it. Uh, I was wondering where you were going. With another that. another trip around the sun. So that's right. Well, it's uh, it's your day. A day closer to uh, to Social Security and that that free government insurance. I'm closing <laughs> in, man. You talked to closing in. Have you gotten any insight from Clay on kind of how that stuff works? Because he's drawing already, isn't he? I would think he is. I, at his I don't age. know. I don't know. I try not to think about that stuff. Yeah. It's all I can do to put the AARP card in my wallet. It's mm. all I can do to, you know, just you don't pull mind, that off. You don't mind pulling it out for that discount, do you? I don't do that. I will not do that. <laughs> I will not. Hey, I am not going to pull out the AARP card. Even for 10%? A, uh, I'm not. Uh, no, I wouldn't do it for 50. I wouldn't do it for 50% off. I wouldn't do it. Let me tell you now, something. Now, there may be a time. There may be a time when I have to. But uh, right now, no. I'm 29 years old, and I still have my student ID in my wallet for one purpose. Discounts, man. Take advantage. If this was not a family show, I would tell you exactly what I think. (laughs) What you could do with your student activity card. Take advantage. But it's a family show, so... Take advantage, Chuck, while and while you can at this point. It's a lot more fun to take advantage of those kind of discounts when you're young than when you're old. Well, I guess depends on fair. how much the discount off the green well, fee is. And you like, know? I guess, and I guess, <laughs> yeah, from, you get that senior rate at some point. It might be worth it. And I am too. looking forward to senior tees. Yeah, now that's a different deal, right there. Senior tees is a different deal. Yeah. Is that sixty-five. Well, it depends oh, on I, the course. Some places it's sixty. Some it's sixty-five. So. Some yeah. it's sixty-two. Yeah. Okay, so you got to, that's, it's coming up. And depending upon who the president of the country club is at that time, it might be 55. Yeah, in their age, so. Well, I mean, then we'll, we'll reevaluate your uh, ability from the gold tees soon about uh, whether you make the morning rush scramble team this summer, you know. Yeah, probably not. From the gold tees, you may, uh, you may be a real asset to the, uh, yeah, to the operation. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Wait, that, we, that, that 220-yard drive becomes a, uh. <laughs> 320 yard drive. Yeah, there you go. Do you have those events lined up? Have you got us playing all over Arkansas? I mean, you know some of the golf pros who's, in this state. Who's us? Well, as a, <laughs> yeah, I use that word us the, pretty loosely there. <laughs> yeah, who's us? As the lead host of the Morning Rush, I would think that I would be included in these type of events. Well, I mean, all I ever hear is how, uh, you know, you're here keeping the lights on and uh, shouldering the burden. So I'd, I'd hate to take you away from the, uh, the, the burden shouldering. Big C you can know? handle it. <laughs> 
Hi, everybody. This is Chris George from Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russell. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Christmas gifts, weddings, heirloom family treasures. And at Joshua's Fine Jewelry, we only have one sale every year, and it's right now. Every single item in our store is value priced for Christmas. We do custom one-of-a-kind jewelry. If that's what you're looking for, come see us. You can get anything fixed for a Christmas gift. Selection, quality, service, and Christmas red tag prices now through Christmas at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russell. Have you tried Benville Brewing's new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale? It's handcrafted in Arkansas. You'll taste the great tropical citrus, including the passion fruit, the guava, and pineapple. It's creamy, zingy, and zows the taste buds. It's weird, wonderful, and wacky all at the same time. Try the new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale from Benville Brewing. Zay Flowers, Baltimore wide receiver, had a pretty good game yesterday. Unfortunately, after he caught this one ball and taunted Legereus Sneed, it came back to bite him. Sneed with maybe the play of both conference games yesterday, the strip near the goal line. Second and eight from the nine. Jackson to Flowers. He dives. The ball came out. It's recovered by Kansas City. Did the ball come out before he broke the plane? I think you're right. They're calling it a touchback and recovery on the field. Guys, explain to me, with the best defense that Andy Reid has had at his disposal since becoming the head coach at Kansas City, and their offense starting to click on all cylinders. I didn't know. I know they didn't have the best second half in terms of scoring yesterday. Why San Francisco is the favorite of the Super Bowl and open as a favorite? I just don't understand. I know people in Vegas and people in Bet Saracen are way smarter than I am, but I don't understand how you put them as the favorite over Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs? I think it's their defense. I think it's the 49ers defense. That, yeah, that'd be my answer, Chuck. I'm looking at it right now, and I'm seeing the Niners by one. Is that what you guys are yeah, looking one at? one and a half. So it's basically a pick em game. It's basically a pick em game. So, I, I, I mean, um, you know, maybe you give San Francisco the point, the point and a half because of the regular season. Um Look, it, it wasn't, you know, we're two weeks removed or three weeks removed from people wondering if the Chiefs were going to win their first-round game, mm-hmm. you know, much less get into the Super Bowl. So I'm not surprised San Francisco's a slight favorite. There'll be plenty of action, though, both ways, I would imagine. Yeah, I would think that this uh – I know the Cowboys-Chiefs is the best for our audience because of, that's the two biggest fan bases across our listening area. But when you have the combination of Dre Greenlaw and Brandon Allen against the second probably best mo- or biggest fan base, th- you couldn't ask for much more as an, as an Arkansas Razorback fan this setup, especially in our listening area. Well, the Super Bowl transcends all that. You know, regardless of where you are, most people are going to be watching. The, re- the, the, the numbers are going to be off the charts. It's going to be the most watched television program probably you know maybe this year i guess i don't know how all that works i know it'll be the most watched this week and um so yeah i mean i I think regardless of the connections people watch the super bowl will from benville said i'm glad kansas city won and all the haters have to to deal with it at this point when we talk about great franchises and great dynasties they build up such a hatred for themselves based on the way they act i don't know if you guys caught it before the game, Justin Tucker uh, is the Baltimore Ravens kicker, one of the best, if not the best kickers of all time. He's doing his warm-ups, and Mahomes and Kelsey are, like, kicking his tee. Do you guys happen to catch that video before the game? There's a little animosity between uh, some Chiefs and Ravens right before that. Yeah, I saw the video. Tucker put his helmet there just to kind of distract Mahomes a little bit as he was working on his drop-back stuff, and that's why they moved it over. I mean, I... I um you know, if people were looking for a storyline, I guess that gave them a little something before the game. But Tucker's the one that, that that instigated it, and he knew what he was doing. And, you know, that's just gamesmanship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I just, if you think you're going to get in the head of Mahomes, I mean, you're probably, you're probably poking, barking up the wrong tree there. Poking the bear at, yeah, at this point bit. in time. And I don't know what Charlotte – and I, I would say that – Brock Purdy and Jimmy Garoppolo are pretty comparable in terms of their quarterback IQ and stuff. Purdy's a better runner, um, so maybe that's an element. But oh, Sh- Purdy's a lot better than Garoppolo. You think so? Garoppolo's oh, a, a gamer, though, in the playoffs, though. I mean, you look at what he really? was at what he was able to do, and I mean, typically, I never got that impression that 
you know, I never thought of Jimmy G as a gamer. I mean, he's a good player. I'm not saying that, but I'd, I'd, I'd take Purdy. I, I Again, I, I mentioned this earlier. I just wish it was this weekend. I, I hate that we have this time gap in between that the Pro Bowl means nothing to our audience. It means nothing to me, and that we have to wait on this game. I am curious, though, how this fares in Vegas. I mean, this is the first kind of big event in Las Vegas in terms of the National Football League outside of the regular season games. Uh, we mentioned uh, last week that their players there, they're not allowed to go into the casino and bet anything, much less a sport book, which we know they can't. Uh, other guys can't bet on the game itself. I'm just curious how the NFL approaches not just this next weekend, well, but moving forward with Vegas being so heavily involved in these coming years. I've been to Vegas 15 or 20 times in my life, probably. And there's no city in America more built for big events, whether it's the biggest convention in the world or whether it's the biggest sporting event in the world. No place has probably hosted more um, heavyweight fights and now UFC fights. I mean, Chuck, this is this is a city that's built for the biggest events in the world. That's that's what they do. That's their specialty. And I, I think it's going to be one of the, the better Super Bowl venues ever. I think it will be, too. I don't, I don't. I don't have any doubt about that. I think it will be, and I think that probably when it's over, some of the people that go will say, "Man, they ought to play it here every year." Uh, I, I think, you know, look, the players not being able to go into the casino. Who cares? They don't care. They don't care about that. They're there to play the Super Bowl. They'll gamble when the game's over. I guarantee you, they will. Um, but uh, that's not going to affect anything. And people are going to go out there and they're going to have a big time and spend unbelievable amounts of money and uh you know that's that's just how it's going to be but i i think all this vegas stuff oh what's you know how's it how's it going to be in Ve- that's just something for people to talk about yeah. it's just something to start a conversation by a uh generally by the media frankly yeah i wonder that that new sphere they built that has yeah. the led on the inside the end mm-hmm. i wonder what I'm sure that will get some TV time. Uh, but that's a tough ticket right now, man. Boy, I, I was see, looking on ESPN.com. They had a deal in the uh, the GameCast. I was looking at the points and some of that stuff uh, coming up. And uh, the cheapest ticket, tickets start at over $6,800 right now if you want to buy a ticket for the Super Bowl on Vivid Seat. You could not pay me to go to the Super Bowl next week. Oh, you could, could but, not, it, but it wouldn't be cheap. Could not pay pay me to go there it is the least attractive championship game in maybe all of sports it is the most corporate pish posh hoity-toity poof, championship game now watching many, it's great watching it's great i've talked i was to gonna say how, how many, many you've been, been to couldn't man. pay me to go but had, had could it, not but, pay me oh, to go to that game i'd love to go I'd love to go There's, to the game. Well, there one are time, multiple one time. other events, regular season and championships that I would pick before the Super Bowl. That has never That's been fine. something since I've been alive that I'm like, I've got to cross that off my list. I, and I tell you what, and you could do a two for one this this year. I would always, I've always wanted to get a group of guys and go to Vegas for the Super Bowl. Now, probably not when the Super Bowl's there because it's, it's going to be a madhouse, but... Uh, I've always thought Vegas would be a great place to get a group of guys together and go watch it. There's plenty of entertainment value in Vegas to go outside of, again, the Super Bowl week. You can go so many other weeks of the year and have more fun. You spend less money and whatnot. I just, that, that has never been a draw for me. I would, well, then you can just be Mr. Grumpy on the couch <laughs> Sunday night, watch the game, and say to yourself, man, I sure am glad I'm not out there in Vegas having a good time. I think it's going to be a great game. I just don't like the what the NFL is involved into with its Super Bowl. I, if you watch the college football national championship between Washington and Michigan, and then you watch this game next Sunday, it's not going to be. It's The atmosphere is night and day. Night and day. There are true fans that were in Houston, Texas, in NRG Stadium. Next week... All it's going to be is those corporate bigwits not even watching the game next week. It is an embarrassment for the National Football <laughs> oh, League. Lord. What You've their never Super even Bowl been. has you don't know. twisted into. I've talked to people that have. I watch it on TV. <laughs> My There's brother-in-law no, went. His cousin told him that the Super Bowl sucks. <laughs> the interaction. I mean, it's just. It is, it's, so, so hang on. So if I bought your plane ticket. Got you a ticket to the Could game. Could not pay me to go next week. Gave you $2,000. Oh, Couldn't pay me to go next week. I'm missing Mardi Gras next week and for the first time and however because I got too many friends that want to watch the Super Bowl. I'm disappointed in that. 
But no, you could not Wait, you're pay a, me. You're, you're a you host a sports talk show, and you're disappointed that you have to watch the Super Bowl instead of do Mardi Gras. No, well, I was going to come back after and watch it, but we haven't been able to rally the <laughs> troops to to go to St. Louis to Soulard, which stinks. But no, you could not pay me to go there next week. It is the biggest joke uh, again. Uh, the well, you biggest, can pay me the the biggest sports franchise or, or setup in all of America. It's the worst championship game. It's the okay. worst. I'm not a baseball fan, and I would rather go to a World Series game than go to the Super Bowl. I'm the least baseball fan on this show. Between you, Chuck, you, Tommy, and you, Christian, I'd rather go to a World Series game than go to the Super Bowl. It is just, it is embarrassing what the, the NFL game. has turned into. I want to go to the game, but I don't want to deal with the hoopla. I mean, because I talked to some people that went to the game in 2012 when it was at Arlington, and just, you know, the weight with security and just, you know, it is what it is. It's the, the biggest sporting event in the world, maybe outside of the World Cup finals. But, you know, other than the hassle, yeah, I'd love to be there for the spectacle of the game itself. That's what you're calling it, a spectacle. I watch it's the sp- Super Bowl. I watch sports. It's the definition of the sports is yeah. every week. It's a spectacle. It's yeah. entertainment. Because of the players on the field, not the halftime show, not the hoopla. You watch the sporting event for what happens on the field, on the diamond and on the hardwood. You don't watch it for that other crap that they try and shove down your throat. I don't even understand what you're saying. I know. I again I'm being I'm gonna be on the Why is it the most watched sports event? Most watched T V event. (laughs) Because people are stupid. So you're not gonna watch? No, No, I'm gonna watch, but I'm not just not gonna go. You couldn't pay me to go to that event. You could not don't talk about it anymore. Don't talk about it this week. Just to just act like it's not happening. Well, I have to. It's like you said, I have oh, to because okay. I'm a sports talker because it's part to? of my job and because I do the my job. sporting event of the year. Again, there's a difference between watching the event and like just dying to go. There's a what has a happened to you? Major you're 29 difference. years old and you're like, dude, I mean, watch the Super Bowl. Have a good time. Can watch it. Just not going to go to. I'm not going to go through the insane hotel rates and the insane. Well, flights. you're not going to get a chance to go anyway. So what's the big deal? Trying to persuade people who are contemplating going not Who's to Who's contemplating going? Our listeners who no, are Chiefs fan and 49ers no, fan for this morning. And it would be a dumb decision. I just said dumb the decision. ticket was seven grand. No one's contemplating going. There are people that are contemplating going. <laughs> there are plenty of people. <laughs> and that they're are looking going. to you for guidance. <laughs> As they should. As they should. Yeah. Certainly they are. Well, they were well, all in until Ty I would, on, the, on the matter. Speaking of guidance, I would like to uh, guide Greg Sankey on what happened in Provo this week in Utah. You would so like a what? I would like to guide Greg Sankey in okay. some advice in what happened in Provo, Utah this weekend. Were BYU students... I'm sure you have were, his ear. Yes, <laughs> I hope he's listening. Were BYU students in the front row were asked to take down their horns down shirts in the first media timeout. And this, this was is, at their place. In their place. Their arena. Listen. But do you know who asked them? I would guess the... head coach. The head coach is the one that asked him. Well, Mark Pope said, we don't do it like this. Then he's soft. That That, that is a well, he's soft He's going to end up being coach. the Kentucky coach one day. Well, so uh, you'll have plenty of chances to get on To him. get on a little bit. But you, why? What do you, what do you mean? I, I realize that BYU. That's the way they do things. It's just the way they do things. It's not going to be that way here. Not going to be that way at any other SEC school. I've been out there to BYU, and that's the way they do things. That's fine for them. Let them do it. They won the game. They won the game. They did, yes. And um, that's how they operate. Now, when Texas comes here, when Texas <laughs> goes to Tuscaloosa, they're going to catch nine kinds of hell. But that's not how they do it at BYU. No. You said that was the nicest opposing fan base you've ever met, right? I, Weren't they, they passing not out? Even, I, not even close. They were passing out ice cream at, what, the third quarter? Oh, or they, were very, they were very cordial cordial people you very, can, very cordial you can be people. cordial chuck you can be nice to every university in the united states of america except for the one in austin texas that is okay you can have that approach in every single game well i'm not gonna year, with the exception i'm not gonna of sit here and Lynch. tell byu what they ought to do i mean they can do whatever they want i don't care if they want to tell them to take the horns down and then beat them well that's their prerogative i it, it doesn't affect me one way or the other their hospitality was a spectacle type 
It was a spectacle. <laughs> I'd rather go to a people. B- people people do things the way they want to do it. That's yeah, part of their, and, and, their culture. That's there. that's that's how they do it. I'd rather go to a BYU basketball game than the Super Bowl. Just being honest, I would have rather well, gone you, to that game this weekend than go to the Super Bowl. They probably got more home games remaining, and they'd probably be happy to have you. It'd be nice. I just wouldn't wear burnt orange, and they wouldn't have the horns down at it. Well. Texas won't be back there anytime nope, soon. They will not. I just hope that there but is. It wasn't a, a league rule. No. Um, I just hope there's not a situation where the SEC tries to acquiesce to Crystal Aconte in that athletics department because that would they're be. They're not going to do that. This is just a BYU thing. This is just. A, now, if they had been told by whatever conference, I guess the Big 12 or, you know, whatever, if they'd been told not to do it, that would have been a different deal. But they made the choice as a school not to do it, just like. We'll make the choice to let them do it. Yeah. And, and, and so we'll hand out the shirt. So will, <laughs> so will everybody else in the SEC. Yeah. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, the best podcast in the natty state. Just search Hit That Line wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.